When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have a look at how my team got on in game week 13 and what my plans are for game week 14. Now, it wasn't a particularly good one for me in game week 13. I've been quite jammy. I've been quite lucky this season. And it just happened in the week that I stopped drinking jam on toast flavoured tea. Well, all of that bad luck caved in on me in one fell swoop. And it was a bit of a tricky one. Now, I've got some plans for my wild card in the coming weeks. And of course, I've had a few questions from people looking at my team because there's still quite a lot of flags in there wondering whether or not I would play it now. And we're going to have a look at what my short term strategy is and how that feeds into my long term strategy as well, because it's very important that I keep those two aligned with each other. Uh, rather than panic. That's kind of my general view at the moment. So we're going to have a look, a look, a little bit of a look at that uh, in today's show. Have a look at who I am thinking about bringing in for Game of 14. I think for a lot of people, that's fairly obvious. But of course, I've got some issues to solve on my bench and some uh, issues to solve in the coming weeks as well. As the fixtures start to swing, we've got blank game week coming up as well. So yeah, how that's going to affect my team is what we're going to look at today. Now, as ever, before we get into all that good stuff, we have lots of uh, housekeeping to do. Uh, we, of course, have a brand new site at Fantasy Football Scout, www.fantasyfootballmerch.co.uk for all of your merch merch needs or fantasy merch needs I should say anyone in your life who's not got your Christmas present for yet then this is going to be a great place to get something uh, from them if they're a fantasy football fan we've got hats beanies uh, jumpers shirts cups mugs all sorts of stuff um, that will be cool in there and we've got a Black Friday offer still ongoing uh, use the code Black Friday 25 when you check it out and you should uh, get 25% off now of course there's also membership available still from Fantasy Football Scout we've got a 7 day free trial running and also in terms of the main prices you can still save 20% on your membership now a lot of the decisions I make from one week to the next are influenced by the Fantasy Football Scout members area that has been helping me out mostly this season not so much in Game Week 13 we're a little bit more on that in just a second uh, but of course if you've got um, things you're sort of thinking over and mulling over for Game Week 14 and you haven't got membership yet then do check it out get that free day 
seven day free trial and uh, yeah if you like it which I hope you will then sign up to get fully interactive OptiPower t- tools and tables instant match day data season points projections team transfer planner and drafts on the best fantasy managers around including some previous winners and the most recent of those being Ali Yahangarov of course who has a weekly Sunday show with Gianni so don't miss that as well now let's have a look at my team in game week 13 how did it get on yes your eyes do not deceive you 31 points and it was a red arrow of about 90,000. So I was at 38K going into this one, dropped down to 126K after it was done. How did that happen? Well, lots of different reasons. Let's uh, jump in and have a look. Now, the last time I did one of these videos, uh, lots has changed. And uh, I always appreciate that sometimes I record these videos and I sort of talk about some of my plans. And then when we get to the deadline itself, I do something different. I think that's quite common among content creators, especially when we've get uh, lots of different uh, injury news coming in and out. So I actually did two team reveals in the international break. The first one being like, oh, I'm going to captain Bowen. And then of course, with that injury, it was very much, yeah, I can't really bring myself uh, to do that anymore. Then we had the drama with Matoma as well. And so so with the quotes around Bowen, I decided to hold him because I felt that they were strong enough to imply that maybe he was going to have some involvement, Bowen. Uh, sadly not, in the end. And um, it was Matoma who was definitely ruled out, despite sort of walking up to training and looking absolutely fine, um, jogging out, looking like he never had an injury in his life. We all know what happened there with his injury. didn't play at all. And at the very least, Deserby told us beforehand about that. So that was very helpful. Uh, so that helped me with my transfer. Now, I had a number of other flags. I had cash as well. Bowen already talked about Harland had a flag on him too. Also had a Stupinant Van de Ven on the bench uh, as well. It was not. It was not a tidy looking team. And in the end, um, I, I really wanted to. To be honest, I really wanted to roll last week so I could have two this week. But um, I really needed to have a first sub, and it was a good job that I made a transfer in the end because uh, in the end I did. Now I was not averse to starting Archer, and in the end uh, he did come off the bench. The transfer was Matoma to. Eze. Now, I was toying up between do I get Eze and try and go for a little bit of short-term game now? And then, of course, Crystal Palace actually do have a really nice game 15 fixture as well. Um, I mean, West Ham away is not an awful fixture, uh, to be honest, for Palace, uh, especially in attacking asset. Um, you know, it was either do I get Eze now and then Burma later or just get Burma now. So we sat ready for game week 14. I went for the former option because I felt there was an opportunity there. And sadly, yes, as I said, all of that really silly good luck I've had all season did come back to uh, to bite me. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be, in the uh, wise words of uh, Thanos, of course. Um, so, yeah, he came off injured with just the one point, And, yeah, that was that. But the effect of that was compounded by the fact that I decided to be, let's say, opportunistic to the nth degree here because I actually captained it. Now, anyone who watched the uh, deadline stream will have watched my descent into Eze captaining madness uh, live. Uh, if you would like to see someone's descent into madness as they're about to, you know, pass the deadline in FPL, then do check out our deadline streams. It won't be me this Saturday, actually. It will be Joe, who's a little bit more stout-minded than me, so he will probably stay the course on his captaincy much better than I did. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a decision that came out of... As I said, opportunity. So in a game week where Haaland was having a difficult fixture and at the time, I wasn't completely sure he was definitely going to start. I know there was sort of swirlings around on social media, but I don't always know whether or not to trust that. And obviously at the weekend, we discovered that you can't always trust that news. Uh, well, I say news, information, let's put it in inverted commas. So, you know, I, I was a bit nervous about captaining Haaland, not necessarily because I felt... Um, I would lose ground from it. It's more because everyone else was probably going to do it with the Bowen injury. It was more just the, th- the fact that I just felt, you know, why not give it a go? I mean, I've said lots of times this season that the, the good luck that I've had in some uh, moments, and, uh, you know, I, I'm fairly happy with how I've managed my squad as well. So I don't think it's all luck, but there is a bit of it there. Had, had propelled me to a rank bracket where I felt like I could take 
a risk. If it went wrong, then I was probably going to drop to a rank I would have taken after 13 game weeks if you'd offered it to me in game week one. So let's just keep on going. Let's keep on giving it a go, which is very different to my usual style. have been very um, vocal about the fact that I'm really playing foot, uh, fantasy football in a completely different mindset since January this year. And I'm actually having a really good time doing it. wasn't really that upset that this didn't come off. I mean, it was a bit frustrating to have uh, your captain come off with that. But I still think I would have made the same decision. I mean, you know, if I had the opportunity to do it again without obviously the fort knowledge if I'd have known he was going to come up with a one pointer I wouldn't have signed him and I definitely want to captain him but um, I still just think it was a it was something worth trying I mean Haaland only got seven points in the end in a, in a difficult fixture uh, Eze had a really nice fixture uh, in my opinion and we're going to have a look in a little bit that Luton's defensive numbers are still really poor so most weeks bank, banking against them is going to go well most weeks uh, and had that come off you know, had that come off, it could have it could have really, really helped me. I'm just going to show you guys something that's really, really interesting, which if there's anyone out there who either doesn't have Haaland uh, or is considering getting rid of Haaland, perhaps with this blank game week coming up, uh, or maybe if you've got some options in your team who you like captaining over him and you're just a bit scared to do it because of effective ownership and uh, all that sort of thing. Um, what I found really, really fascinating about game week uh, 14, uh, game week 13, I should say, sorry, uh, is this. Now, what I've stuck on the screen is a screenshot of a live FPL.net uh, just after Haaland had scored his goal against Liverpool. So this is about 1 o'clock, 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. So the only game that had been played and, and was actually still in play at this point was that Man City game. When that happened, I knew I was going to take a bit of a hit when Haaland got the goal. But I didn't think it would be this small. This is what I found really interesting, was that his effective ownership was 132%. So I saw that when the deadline kind of reset itself and when the game was back open again and I went online with FPL. And I thought, well, okay, yeah, that's, that's quite big. But it's it's not huge. I'll probably drop maybe 20k if he gets a goal. And then hopefully if Eze comes off, then, you know, I'll sort of make that back and then some more. Because as you can see here, Eze's effective ownership in my rank bracket at 13%. Now... I dropped just 6k places when Haaland scored that goal. And so at this point, he had more bonus than he finished the game with. So um, actually, by the end of the game, the rank drop was not not was you know not as bad. And so at this precise moment, when he was leading this game and he was the leading sc scorer in the game weekend, loads of people have captained him. Even though I was at 38k, where obviously the higher up you are, the more likely it is you will get a red arrow because you're competing with better managers uh, and it's quite it's a lot more concertinaed up the top because you've got lots of engaged managers whose teams are maybe, if not similar to each other, got a similar number of points. So to only drop 6k places from that, I actually was like, oh, okay. That sent me quite a strong message. It's something that we've kind of already known already, but it was just an interesting moment for me personally to experience it firsthand in that you can go against Haaland and it doesn't necessarily have to damage you as much as you think it will. And as I said, like if it wasn't for the Eze injury, I could have gone all the way back up in the opposite direction and maybe I would have made more than 6K places out of Eze coming off. So, you know, this, these kind of decisions, I'm very, very happy to make them, make them again if need be. The question is, when we do that, do I think that game week 14 is an opportunity to do that? Well, not really, because I do think that there's a lot of goals in this next Man City game. But the next time that Man City have a more difficult game in a game week when there's perhaps some differential options. I, I, after this and seeing this firsthand, I feel a lot more uh, empowered to, to do something similar again because surely the next time I go for a differential captain like Eneze, um he's not going to come off injured before the 60th minute. And I should also just clarify, this was obviously also a game where Liverpool had a tricky fixture as well. So Because um, most weeks, if Haaland's got a difficult one, Salah's your go-to. And if Salah's got a difficult one, Haaland's your go-to. It's when they both have it. So when it comes to that upside chasing, 
what I'm enjoying here is picking the moment. I'm never going to be the sort of manager, and I would actually, if I'm honest, never encourage other people to be a manager who purely goes differential simply for the sake of being differential because that will cost you rank more times than not because you're having to bet against a sure asset um, being outperformed by a less sure asset. It's all about picking those moments when lots of people have banked on something that you're fairly confident is not going to explode when you think there's an opportunity elsewhere timing very very important and even though it hasn't gone particularly well for me this game week i still stand by the logic here based around what we see on the screen right here really not that much of a rank damage from harland getting what he did and so the thing that's really interesting about my team is it's not really the fact i didn't captain harland that cost me 90k places because only 6k of that came from from not captaining harland because i still have him so yeah thought that was uh, interesting for people so let's just head back to uh, to the rest of my team uh, for um, game week 13 then where else did it go go wrong well we'll continue the theme of Crystal Palace obviously losing the game at Luton didn't really see that coming I know Luton are better at home but Crystal Palace's defense has been quite good this season um, Cash and DRB didn't come through against Spurs Shimakas, I had to really start him out of obligation more than anything else because you'll see my bench is just just absolute gubbins right now um, Saka got me something which was nice Salah got me something also nice and yeah Bowen not playing when Archer came off the bench and I was quite disappointed there I mean I never normally expect much from Archer but he has got me I think nine points on two occasions so far this season as my first seven not come in and then when he has arguably one of the easiest fixtures he's going to get absolute blank and Bournemouth got the results so very very disappointed with the team at large but as I said at the beginning of the video very much sort of you know weighing up my longer term strategy do I feel like I'm going to make um, any kind of sort of you know, reaction to things and do something differently um, because I've had a bad game week and I've dropped 90k places and I've got loads of flags in my team that kind of thing the answer is no I'm just going to make sure that I just keep on keeping on. I've got a plan. I want to stick to it. And with any kind of plan in life, whether that's FPL or something in, in your family life or anything else, having a plan and staying the course is sometimes a lot more beneficial than, you know, sort of changing the plan for the sake of it. Now, I'm not saying that we should always be inflexible. Um, there's always going to be little bits and bobs, you know, um, where you're going to zig and zag within the lines of your plan and that's probably what I'm going to end, to have, end up having to do because of the injuries but the plan at large is game week 19 that's when I want to play my wild card after that blank game week so I feed into game week 18 making transfers that specifically optimize that one that's my plan and I want to keep that going now the funny thing is, I'm saying that in a week where I'm probably going to sign in Burmo. He doesn't play that week. <laughs> and that's kind of what I mean about having some zigs and some zags within that plan is that I still need to make sure that I pick up some points along the way. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly not going to be panicking. I'm going to keep on with that wild card. If you still got your wild card, I still think, even if it's looking a bit, you know, a bit meh, hold on to it because I do think that you will, you will be getting the best possible result out of doing it after that blank game week. So you simply don't have to factor a blank game week into your wild card. Nobody wants that. Nobody ever wants that. Uh, it's what we do in the latter part of the season. We usually dead end into, what, 31? That's normally when the FA Cup quarterfinals come up and there's like five games on. So you can dead end into that wild card after so you don't have to worry about your blank game week. Now, of course, the free hit chip is being talked about as well. I'm not really going to go there. We've had a few people talk about it on some other videos. Um, so check those out if you want some views on the free hit. I'm not going to mention it here. Just the interest of keeping this video as, as brief as possible so that you guys uh, yeah, can get a feel for, for my team. So this is my team for game week um, 14 then. So again, a lot of these decisions in terms of who I'm starting are out of obligation because I've still got a stupid Anna van der Ven on the bench. They're out fairly long term. Uh, and then Turner, of course, just isn't playing right now. Archer, again, on the bench at the moment. But I've got to be honest, an away game against Burnley, I mean, 
if he ends up having to come in, whilst he's disappointed against Bournemouth, I mean, in a away game against Burnley, I mean, it's always much easier to play Burnley at Turf Moor at the moment than it seems to be away from home. Uh, well, well e- easier to be the away team at Turf Moor rather than to be hosting Burnley, who seem to be a bit more inclined to play more defensive football uh, when they're on the road. So, yeah, I'm not too upset with that. But, yeah, what that means for the rest of the eleven is Johnston and Anderson going to have to start them both for this one, which is a bit of a shame. This is the kind of week where I'd probably want to only start one of them. It would probably be Johnston because I think that West Ham will have some opportunities and I think that he kind of has the higher floor for this game week because I think he's going to make some saves, maybe come away with a bonus or something. But I kind of also suspect that they will concede as well. A lot of it will depend on if Bowen's fit, of course, because they did have to wait quite a while to find the back of the net, even against Burnley, uh, without him in the team. So I'll be keeping an eye on uh, the updates on him, not just because I own him, but also because of how it impacts you know, my, my Crystal Palace players. Now, in terms of staying that course and making sure that I'm optimised for game week 18, it makes complete sense for me at the moment to hold Cash and Diaby because they're away at Bournemouth this week. And, you know, again, I just think this is a good opportunity for Villa. I thought the Spurs game was a good opportunity. Uh, they, of course, won it. So I was quite happy to see that my kind of view of the game ended up happening, but it just didn't involve my players. Uh, so I'm just kind of hoping that this week maybe it can. They've both had decent opportunities to shine this year and they got a good fixture um, then we've got uh, Shimikas. this week is an easy start because he's got a much better fixture Liverpool's defence is improving they are going to be without Alisson uh, by the sounds of it uh, but I'm not too worried about Kelleher coming in uh, I still think this is a good one and of course Shimikas can offer some attacking threat um, down that left hand side then Salah of course also plays Fulham and at the moment he's my captain we'll talk about the captaincy in just a minute now for the rest of my midfield very nice to see Arsenal getting a big 6-0 win against Lons in the Champions League midweek because that uh, makes me a little bit less concerned about Saka it was about time that we saw a big devastating uh, Arsenal performance with lots of goals and my understanding is it was the first time this season that they played their strongest front six uh, all together and they may well do the same at home against Wolves uh, this weekend so I'm kind of hoping uh, that we that brings the best out of Saka who typically performs better for Arsenal at home anyway so yeah looking forward uh, to that one then up front Haaland and Alvarez well these guys are easy easy holds for game week 14 because yeah as we're going to see in a minute Spurs defense since they had some of their injuries uh, in all areas of the team because I mean even losing Madison I think actually does damage them defensively because it just gives them less going forward and it makes it harder for them to retain possession in dangerous areas and the ball is going to come back quickly blah 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 so I think it's a good week there's a lot of people moving on Alvarez because he's sort of disappointed them but a home game here um I, honestly, I, I feel like there's good opportunities for both of these guys to get some points. And actually, as I've already said, a lot of my decisions at the moment are being made out of obligation. And if I do end up taking a little bit of a hit over the next couple of weeks, that in my mind is a perfectly acceptable cost of delaying that wild card. And talked a little bit more uh, at length on that particular idea of sort of like maybe allowing myself to slip back into the chasing pack a, a little bit uh, in the next couple of weeks in order to maximize the timing of my wild card when I push forward rather than doing it now. Um, I feel like a wild card right now just wouldn't be very efficient because there's not many defenders I like. Uh, there's going to be some fixture changes that come you know, around that time I want a wild card. So why not just do it then? Um, so yeah, there's lots of players in my team I'm having to hold out of obligation, but there's also lots of players I'm holding who actually I think have good fixtures this week. The Liverpool double up, the Man City double up, Saka at home to Wolves, Cash and DRB away at Aston Villa as well. It's, it's really only Bowen, Eze, and then the double Crystal Palace defence that sort of like stick out as an issue, but it's not big enough for me to make massive changes. So in terms of my transfers this week, what am I waiting on? Well, unfortunately, it's going to be dependent on team news again because we've got orange flags on Bowen and Eze. 
one of them needs to make way for Mbermo because he's got a fantastic fixture this week and he's got a fantastic fixture in two weeks' time and every man and his dog is going to have him. So I will need to protect myself against people who have him. And there'll be people who captain him this week, I think. He won't get he won't get as many captains as Salah and, and Haaland, but he's still going to be in that conversation. It's a good fixture. He's a good form. So it really just depends on who's fit. I'm kind of hoping um, that one of those two players, Bowen or Eze, is ruled out. I need one of them to be ruled out so I can justify selling them because I do like them outside of uh, outside of this game week. I mean, Bowen, uh, of course, he has got Crystal Palace this week. They've got each other this week if they're both fit. But we've got Spurs away for West Ham next, which actually right now could be a great fixture, and he has a really good record on the road. Uh, Fulham away on in 16 as well. Again, great record on the road, for example. So Bowen's got some good fixtures in that time. And then Crystal Palace, Palace away at West Ham I think anyone can score there so if he's fit I'd want to play him um, then um, we've got also for Palace Bournemouth at home in game with 15 then it's Liverpool City and Brighton after that so it really was as I said just kind of a short-term thing Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I need one of them to be ruled out and the other one not to be. Um, if the other one isn't and it's just kind of short term of the two, I'd rather hold Bowen because his fixtures are better longer term. And then, as I said, if that ends up with with Archer coming off the bench again, whilst he disappointed last time out, I think an away game against Burnley uh, is quite a useful one for him to come in. So, yeah, let's have a look at some of the uh, the stats that have helped me kind of make some of these uh, decisions. We'll start off actually with the season ticker for the next couple of weeks. I've mentioned some fixtures there. Now, I normally do next six, but in in sort of keeping with my sort of plan for um, when my wildcard is going to be, I am at the moment actually just looking at the next five. And next week, it'll be the next four. And the week after that, will be the next three, because I am simply planning to dead end into that 18. And so I want to try and bring in as many players who have good fixtures in this run as I possibly can after I get in Burma, because as you'll see, Brentford right down the bottom there. But yes, Luton at home, then Sheffield United away, two of their next three. But I've got my eye on some Nottingham Forest players. Chris Wood uh, is very much in the conversation because, um, you know, they've got a really good game week 18 fixture and they've got good fixtures building into that. I definitely need to get myself a Newcastle attacker at some point. It's probably going to be maybe game week 16 that I start to uh, shift people around because I really would love to roll my transfer next week. But we'll see uh, if... Um, 
my team will allow me to do that with all the injuries I've got. Um, West Ham are already invested in, provided Bowen is going to be fit. Uh, Solanke is another one, but I'd probably be looking at him for game week 17, really, because I don't want to get Bournemouth through Villa Palace, Man United before then signing in for Luton at home, Forest away. Uh, so they're the teams I'm kind of looking at. Palmer also on my radar as well, because you'll see from the uh, fixtures here, Chelsea, of course, it's game week 16 that theirs gets better and an away game against Wolves in 18. I think, again, that's a solid 18 fixture if you're trying to build a squad that can just get through that game week without massive hits and having to play the free hit as well. Now, let's look at uh, some of the other stats I like to look at. Having a look at the best defences. I haven't really talked about Arsenal, to be honest. They've got a really nice fixture this week. Uh, the problem for them, of course, is that um, after the next two, it becomes a lot harder to be excited about them. Villa away, Brighton at home, and Liverpool away. This is purely for defence, I should say. I think Saka still has value for um, the foreseeable. But a lot of people doubled up on the Arsenal defence. And after the game week 15 game against Luton, I think it's going to be hard to start both of them. And, and again, if you're trying to build a squad for 18, Arsenal away, Liverpool in that game week. So... Um, I think it's a team-specific thing. I think if you've got Arsenal defenders, of course, you hold them and you definitely start them against Wolves. But um, I think if you feel like a bit naked because you don't have an Arsenal defender right now, um, I think you you may have to just simply say, I've missed that one and move on to the next thing, whatever it is, because spending a transfer for a player, you're probably only going to start for this week and next week and then bench for the three after that. doesn't really feel like an effective use of transfers. So um, I'm... I, I'm in that boat. I don't have any Arsenal players. So, um, you know, I'm not just sort of speaking from a position of Arsenal defence owning privilege. I can promise you that. Um, also, uh, good to see that Newcastle, despite their ongoing issues at the, uh, in terms of injuries, still one of the best performing defences in the Premier League. They've only conceded big chances of, of five in the last four. Um, which I actually just met, didn't mention for the podcast. So I do apologise. Arsenal top this table for fewest big chances conceded in the last four with four apiece. Liverpool slowly improving. They are um, seven big chances conceded in the last four. That is good enough to be joint top six levels of defensive potential in that time. Now, what about defences that are looking in poor shape? Well, we have to talk about Luton, of course, because they are facing Brentford this week and they're much worse away from home. So um, if you didn't already have a reason to sign in Burma, it's not just his form. This fixture is also really nice as well. Interesting to see Chelsea in this particular region because, of course, they had been doing really well defensively. But, you know, they did have the red card in the last game and it was away at Newcastle. So I'm wondering if that's going to... Um, you know, negatively skew things a little bit. Um, Going to keep an eye on that because I've had Reese James on my radar to own, not yet, but from game week 16 or 17. So I'll keep an eye on Chelsea there. But the big one here, of course, is Tottenham. So Tottenham had spent a lot of this season in the upper echelons, a fewest big chances over four game week periods as they rolled along. And we kept on tracking them, you know, games one to four, then two to five, three to et cetera, et cetera, that sort of thing. Where they are now, they are third worst. Conceded 14 big chances in the last six. You know, they've played some difficult opponents, uh, of course, but and they've also had some, you know, bad luck, in inverted commas. But I don't want to comment on who's had bad luck. I'm just, just forget I said that. They've had some sending offs. It's mitigating circumstances is what I'm trying to say here. Um, that hasn't helped them. But then, of course, they are now playing with one hand tied behind their back because they're missing some key players. And what that's doing to their defensive uh, kind of capabilities is, is making them more obliging. Um, and so um, I do think Man City have a great opportunity against them this week. So, I mean, everyone's going to hold Haaland for sure. Um, a lot of people will captain him as well. Um, whether I captain him or Salah, it's hard to say. I'm still undecided, if I'm honest. This, I think the Spurs game, interestingly enough, the data shows that's an easier fixture at the moment. But Fulham definitely conceded a lot of goals. We'll have a look at how Salah versus Haaland compare as individuals uh, in a second. It's a tricky one. It'll go down to the wire. But the reason I mentioned that Haaland and sort of Man City attack is obviously I think most people are going to hold him. Alvarez is the one. He's on a lot of people's chopping blocks. 
Um, but this game, I wouldn't sell him for this game. This is a hard game to sell him for. Villa away next week, that's a harder one. But then they're away at Luton in game week 16, a home to Palace in 17. So, yeah, and obviously they've got the blank as well. My plan, this is why I want a dead end in, is I think that it's worth holding Alvarez. I've got to be honest, I think I'm probably going to hold Alvarez all the way through to 17 and then sell him for maybe Watkins in 18. Um because that's when Aston Villa have Sheffield United at home. Uh, and in that time, Aston, Watkins fixtures aren't nice. So, especially with this one here, I think Alvarez has got a good uh, matchup this week. Let's have a look at some uh, players and how they're performing. So, the most creative players so far in the last four matches. Bernardo Silva's top of the league for big chances created. Uh, Saka uh, and Porro are just behind his his total of five. They've got four apiece. We've got Dinia, Alexander-Arnold, Soboslai, McGinn and Reese James, all on three apiece. So they're the players creating the highest quality chances at the moment. Players who are having shots in the box. Now, this is where I said I would be comparing uh, Haaland and Salah. Well, Haaland is actually top of the pile for this one. 16 shots in the box. He's back to his imperious best when it comes to the volume of shots that he is having uh, in the box. Interestingly enough, Salah's only actually had six shots in the box uh, in that time. So it's actually quite a big disparity there. Other players that are um, performing well for this particular stat, Nunez has 14. So I think he's still got good appeal for the next few weeks as well if you've got an opening up front. Uh, would I sell Alvarez to get him this week? Probably not because, as I said, I think spending a transfer to get rid of Alvarez right now, not an amazing idea. But Nunez certainly in better individual form. Solanke, uh, 12 shots in the box as well. We've got uh, Watkins, McBurney and Jackson all on 10. And Burmo, Richarlison, Foden, Isak and Jesus all on nine shots in the box each. But how accurate are these players? Players. That often uh, can make all the difference. Nunez actually is top of the league for shots in the box, uh, shots on target, I should say. Of course, with him, it's the big chances that he's not putting away that is the issue. So he's having shots on target, he just can't convert them. Haaland then is top outside of um, you know Nunez with nine. Foden and uh, interestingly enough, Tavernier at Bournemouth on eight each. Isak on seven. Jackson on six. Watkins, McBurney, Wood, Sauchek, Cunha, Lamina, and Iwobi all on five. And so the interesting thing is, between the two players, Haaland and Salah, it means that we've got 16 shots in the box for Haaland, six for Salah in this period, 10 big chances for the Norwegian, and that's double the number for Salah, and then nine shots on target for Haaland, and just three for Salah. So it's actually a triple in that particular stat. In terms of expected goal involvement, 5.73 for Haaland, 3.12 for Salah. Um, However, Salah's goal conversion is higher, 37.5%. So Salah is shooting less, but compared to um, the number of shots Haaland's having, he is converting more often. Uh, If I'm honest, I think they've both got a decent chance this week. I think this is a game week where I'm kind of suspecting whichever one you go for, it's probably going to get a double-figure haul, and you're probably going to be not too unhappy with the uh, result. I think it's going to be a fairly even split. So I'm not, whilst I'm undecided at this point, not too worried, not too worried about my final decision in the end. Well, hopefully this was useful for you guys. Um, Anyone out there who's been waiting for my bad luck to cave in on me, well done. You finally got it. I'm hoping that you guys are happy about that because I know there's people out there who've been... uh been very upset with the jam this year, so we say. So it's uh, nice to be able to bring some enjoyment and some entertainment to you guys. Outside of that, um, not too upset going into game week 14. Bring it on. Another game week of FPL and fingers crossed that we can all get some green arrows. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the video, um, we've got uh, 20% off on our Fantasy Football Scout prices at the moment. And we have a new website in fantasyfootballmerch.co.uk. So make sure you check that out and use the Black Friday code as well. And before we go, today's video is sponsored by Betway, the principal betting partners of West Ham and Betting 
and partner at Brighton. On Friday, they announced the Heroes for the weekend, bet £10 on player markets, top scorer of the Heroes, and they will credit a £1 free bet for every point up to £20. Betway also run giveaways, including shirts and tickets for West Ham and Brighton. We know not everyone gambles, which is something we take seriously, and that's why on our website, we have a filter you can turn on, which allows you to opt out of gambling ads. But those who do enjoy it, do so responsibly and safely. There's more info about Betway in the description. You, of course, have to be 18 or over to play, and we encourage everybody to gamble responsibly and to be gambleaware.org when the fun stops stop well with that i shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your preparation for game week 14 and i shall see you next time goodbye okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.